0: Welcome to the Mythic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brummett. And today I'm joined by a dear family member of mine and a colleague and incredible, incredible person that I have so much love and respect for, Chef of Einstein. Today we are going to be diving deep into really finding that sense of purpose inside us and what it is to really create healing in the world through education. While healing trauma. So, thank you for joining me today, Shefa. I'm so thank excited you. to have you here.
1: Thank you for the invitation. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. You know, I've known you, we've been friends and family, and have had so many different layers to our relationship over the last 15, 16 years now. And it's just so wonderful to have you on here today. Shefa is the co-founder of Regeneration, which launched in 2006 after a visit to educational communities in Israel and the West Bank, convinced her of the critical role that education plays in shaping a new future for Israeli and Palestinian children and seeing the need for building interpersonal and intercultural bridges across divides of cynicism and despair. She has a master's in counseling psychology from Pacifica Graduate Institute and currently is a California State licensed psychotherapist. She also has attended many Theta Healing courses all the way up through DNA3, as well as graduated from Barbara Brennan School of Healing, and she is a practitioner of the way of counsel and has been my teacher of counsel and has been just an absolute visionary of peace and healing and so i'm really excited to get into this work and know that we want to really hold this place of peace and the power of prayer so i just want to open that up of really opening this with this prayer
1: thank you eric there had been a period where i was a, a opening speaker at the valley trauma center which worked with sexual assault and even before i began the class, I would bring in something that brought in a sense of wholeness before we went into the shatteredness. And what we're going to be visiting in this conversation has a lot of brokenness. And so I really want to call on the sacred that is so needed to help support people who have visions for peace and wholeness for the Middle East, and to call on all that we can to connect to the divine guidance of God, Allah, creator of all that is, Adonai, Shekhinah, Great Spirit. Help us to open our hearts, open our minds to your guidance, your wisdom. Help us to still and quiet our minds so that we can receive guidance through your quiet gentleness and love. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for that. That really holds a beautiful space for this, for us to be able to really explore. And, you know, this journey into creating, you know, this nonprofit regeneration and the journey it's gone on. I know before you launched it, you were pursuing Being a healer, being a psychotherapist, having a practice. And I'm wondering, what was it in your your life that spoke to you of pursuing that path of healing?
1: I've always had a um, relationship to my dreams and have very much appreciated how that our dreams speak to us uh, much uh, from a deeper place than our ego control. And and also, I've had a deep respect for healing work. And uh, I had had a very influential healer uh, working on me and on my children for some years that really gave me an understanding of how real mm. uh, the spiritual world is. And uh, that of how important it is to do the kind of work needed to help focus us in a way that contributes to healing within ourselves, within our relationships and uh, with our civilization and our planet. So it's a position I feel inside myself that uh, we need to support each other and remind each other of that path and find people who help us do that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, from my practice and from, the work that I do, I've always looked for as a journey of life that everything in our life plays a part in kind of funneling us towards purpose, towards like what ends up being our, you know, people call it soul mission, purpose, um, a sense of like calling inside us. And I know that begins before this life, you know, it, can even be something that we intended before coming in. It plays a part in our relationships. It plays a part in our upbringing of our families, the genetic lines we choose. And I know for you, you went on this journey, even into your name, like finding your name of Shefa and the meaning that that has, like so many pieces are playing a part in this of this calling. I'd love to explore and hear what this journey has been for you in that way. What parts really do you find fed into the creating of of regeneration?
1: Uh, Well, I guess now, since you talked about the name, I'm going to have to tell the story a little bit because otherwise people won't understand the reference, but uh, my birth name was Freemush Schnerson, and uh, there had been a period in my life where my husband and I went through a very difficult period and we separated. And uh, I had gone to a Jewish women's uh, circle where we were meditating on letters. And the woman across me chose the letter shin. And when uh, the readings were uh, corresponding to the different letters were shared, and she had shared that uh, that sound of the letter shin started so many English words like shit and shame and difficult words. And I was thinking to myself, well, what about shining? And uh, she ended up sharing a reading. And in the reading, there were examples of Hebrew words that had the Shin letter. And one of them was Shefa. And when I heard that, this light went off inside of me. And I thought, oh, goodness, you know, am I going to do that California thing and change my name? But I also was in such a uh, questioning period that I felt uh, that I, if there was a sound that helped me feel more of my light, then that was a healing sound for me. So I adopted the name Shafa, not knowing that it corresponds in in basic Hebrew on abundance, but uh, corresponds also in the Jewish mystical life. Um, The Shafa is a divine flow of God. And then I found out later also Shafa means uh, healing in Arabic. And so I didn't realize that when I stepped into that name, it also was really a part of my own destiny work.
0: And was that. Also a bit of a, a turning moment of coming back together with your husband?
1: Yes. You know, when we separated, I was Freema. And when we came back six weeks later, I was I was Shefa. And that was a piece that he had to accept as well. And I was extremely grateful. We happened to have a, a, marriage, a highly experienced marriage therapist who really helped to save our marriage. And that my husband was part of the founding of this organization. So You know, he, it was, there are like major karmic turning points in my life that things could have fallen apart. And somehow we found the right healers, the right guidance, the right people to help us refine ourselves enough to be able to support each other in our life work in different ways.
0: Yeah. And then what ended up first bringing you to Israel on that trip that you got to see this need for.
1: Uh, what happened was that my daughter, Sarah, who is your wife,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> was she was in high school and we were um, bringing her as an exchange student to uh, the home of an Israeli Waldorf teacher. And uh, it turned out that this teacher was going into the West Bank and helping a a school of Palestinian uh, teachers, high school teachers, in a girl's high school. And they needed books in English, so I found books and sent them to her, to uh, the teacher. And then when we were bringing Sarah, he said, do you want to meet the people we were helping? And uh, I said, and I didn't know what that meant until uh, we were there finding our way into the West Bank in a caravan. And it was really a, a huge education as far as the beginning of understanding of all of the complicated and heartbreaking dynamics between Israel and what's happening, you know, with the uh, Palestinian territories. Mm-hmm. It's in the, in the occupation in the West Bank and in Gaza. It's heartbreaking. So well, out of this, though, uh, and out of this journey was a realization that everyone loves their children. And that education can be a healing force, and so my own children had you know received the benefits of that through a holistic education. The approach was Waldorf, but it's uh, you know when you're working holistically, you're trying to educate the whole being of the child and and really appreciating the child's soul journey. And so that began you know some of the work of uh, working in the West Bank and doing. Uh, exposures for the, for Palestinian kindergarten teachers on how to support holistic education for their children.
0: Wow, so really getting that moment to experience what life was like and the culture there and what was happening—it really activated this in you. And then what happened? What happened in the initial creation of of regeneration?
1: Well, one of the moments of grace that happened in the West Bank was that when I had this particular conversation with the Palestinian leader, my husband was in the room. Everything was so unscripted. And um, I'm going to talk about light again, I realize. But um, there's been a conversation with this Palestinian leader about guys talking about uh, healing. I was talking about social-emotional learning and talking about education with this Palestinian leader. And he said, what do I do? When my daughter sees tanks coming down the street, what do we do? And I said to this leader, something that changed my life. And it was a pretty chaotic meeting. But when I began to talk to him, it got incredibly quiet in the room. And as I was talking to him, it was like a light began to come into the room. And I said to this leader, I said, children can't learn when they don't feel safe. But there is an education that produces such safety in the classroom that when the Parents take their children there. The parents don't want to leave the classroom either. And it's called Waldorf education. And the longing to feel, to feel from all of those fathers in that room for their children to feel safe, that was so palpable. And uh, at first I thought I was hallucinating when the light was coming in the room. And then I looked at this German fellow who had been a liaison with us and his light was coming out of his eyes. And I realized that this was a real moment. And so um, it was actually a collaboration between Israeli teachers and Palestinian teachers in in trying to help create more healing environments for children. And with that, we also supported Jewish Arab Waldorf kindergartens in Israel, uh, the first one and subsequent ones that have developed from there.
0: Wow. That is such a powerful moment. I'm just taken by it. This sense of having this beautiful light and energy. It's like so much of our sense of purpose and work is supported on so many different levels. You shared how you're born Freema Schneerson and you found your way to your name and, you know, that family line of the Schneerson line, like there's so many pieces to this of kind of feeding into coming into this moment. And Sarah going there is, was it an exchange program that brought her there?
1: Yes, and and eventually uh, that teacher's daughter came and stayed with us as well. So, yes, it was an exchange program. And I always say you can't write the script. You know, I never, ever would have guessed. I was, you know, practicing psychotherapist. I had my office going in Los Angeles. And uh, I never, ever would have imagined that I would have stumbled into starting regeneration education but what happened for me was when that opening happened there in Janine in the West Bank the therapist inside of me the the one inside of me that is so devoted to healing felt i couldn't step away that this this had to be addressed and um the needs are so huge the needs are so huge to bring there that um i've stayed with it and committed myself to it
0: and really working it through with people that are in the middle of it, it takes so much skill as I'm sure all of your training in therapy and the way of counsel to be able to really hold that space and keep people engaged and involved when I'm sure at different moments, things can really feel like they could just fall apart too.
1: Well, I feel very much that our job is to support the people in the front lines there. And in the way of counsel, I I need to talk about our dear Itaf Awad, who is Regeneration Education's Middle East liaison. And she was really uh, devoted, the way of counsel is a form of a listening circle that came out of Ohi Foundation's work. And Itaf was at the very first training that the Ohi Foundation brought to Israel. And she was the only Muslim Palestinian woman in the room. And and yet what happened for Etof is that she connected to her grandmother's teachings and the way of what they called Diwan in the Arab culture. And so our work has also been, you know, supporting Etof's work in the way of counsel, which is community building. It helps to bring Israelis and Palestinians, Jews, Muslims, Christians together. And it's a way of being able to hear, as Etof likes to say, an enemy is one. Whose story hasn't been heard. And so it's to create a space. And Itoff and, and uh, her colleagues, Aura Hammer, these are these are people, very seasoned, devoted people who have done a huge amount of work to be able to create those kind of spaces and containers. To ultimately, it's about protecting our humanity and cultivating humanity and creating space so that we can receive each other's humanity. And that is a a bottom line work with it.
0: And so, you know, with the work that you're doing with regeneration and your experience in all of your training, what is your take on what, like how would you define trauma? What is trauma?
1: There could be a lot of approaches to it, but I think one of the best explanations i've heard is that trauma is a sense of frozenness where it takes one out of being present mm-hmm. and so you know when we use the word trigger that could be you know an element of it and one of the problems with trauma is that um when trauma uh, is activated or reactivity is activated the functionings of the thinking part of the brain what they call the neocortex is diminished and the more reactive parts of the brain based on fear uh, is more activated. So the real tragedy out of decision-making is it becomes very limited on finding different creative solutions when one is thinking out of a trauma reactive state.
0: Yeah. I love that you bring in that sense of frozen freeze, you know, because It's also a thing of time in that way. Like we think back into our memories and there will be moments that feel frozen, like they're plucked out of time. And that can be, of course, beautiful moments, but that could also be tragic moments. And, you know, in in Theta and from the work that I do, the way that we approach traumas, of course, working on the mental emotional belief levels of it and digging and working on beliefs around it, but also working on the energetic and spiritual that it's almost like part of us gets ripped and left in time. And that's kind of like this element of what PTSD is. And, you know, there's, there's the part that you're sharing of the physiological and form of trauma that happens if that is physical trauma or if that is spiritual or emotional trauma environmental trauma so like what is happening i've i have never really been in a place that has been in such violence you know a war zone in this way and like i've never been to that part of the world so i really don't know and i know you've traveled a lot of the world you've even gone through germany and been to places that maybe you could speak to that of like how things do kind of get anchored there. Like, didn't you visit Auschwitz?
1: You mean the anchoring of trauma? Yeah. Well, I would say Germany has been an incredible example. Just overall, the country of Germany has been an incredible uh, example of a country that has, I would say, ruthlessly in some areas, In uh, Berlin, when I went to the Jewish Museum there, they've ruthlessly faced their shadow. And, you know, the whole way that the Marshall Plan worked after World War II, and I think about it after our invasion of Iraq, I think about what's going on now between Israel and Hamas, and I wonder, you know, what kind of redemption could take place on some other, you know, national level, or global level, excuse me. because. Germany was so, uh, they, in the museum, I remember seeing a little teacup. That was the only thing left of a Jewish family there. And uh, that they were honoring that. And they didn't have, you know, killed. They had, this family was murdered and the date. They looked directly at the horrors of what Nazism had done in their country and what had been perpetuated with that. And they actually, you know, looked at it unflinching in this museum. So, uh, the whole question of our shadow work is, you know, another, whether it's our individual shadow work or collective shadow work. So that's when you talk about Germany, that's been an example of to me. Uh, I grew up, my father, uh, smuggled concentration camp survivors from uh, Marseille into Israel. The Holocaust was very present in our house and a legacy of the Holocaust. And I would say that's definitely. Has sensitized me today to the plight of children. Yeah. So the work of being able to meet our shadow is a is a very important piece of redemption of those that inflict trauma and also those that that receive trauma. The shadow work is very important as well.
0: And you know, this beautiful work of regeneration, since its founding, regeneration has supported three intercultural bilingual, holistic kindergartens in Israel where Jewish Israelis and Palestinian-Israeli families send their children to learn the work of how to live in peace with one another. And until the Ministry of Education fully accredited it and begun financially supporting it, regeneration also helped establish and support the first Arab Waldorf school in Israel called Tamrat El-Zitun. Did I pronounce that correctly?
1: El Zitun. Close.
0: Which means in Arabic, the fruit of the olive tree. Additionally, Regeneration has a partner school in the West Bank, House of Hope. This school inspired by the teachings of Martin Luther King and nonviolence. At the end of this month, You're going to be flying to Jerusalem to participate in Regeneration Education's trauma-informed education training for Jewish, Muslim, and Christian teachers that will be translated and put online for Arabic, Hebrew, and English speakers around the world, including Gaza. And tell me more about this trauma-informed education training.
1: I thank you for asking. That is the big focus right now. Yeah. So the background of this particular training, Beatrice Rudeshauser-Ram developed this training 15, 20 years ago. And she was a Waldorf teacher in Switzerland who was very good at identifying what is called first grade readiness, where you evaluate a kindergarten child going into first grade and you see developmentally if they are developmentally ready to go into first grade. So she became very, very perceptive on children's developmental stages. And ultimately, what she learned is that when children are traumatized, they regress developmentally. So when you have a trauma-informed education, this is what she developed, what she called essence of learning, that you look at where the children's developmental markers are, and you see with perhaps they need to have an environment that lets them regress a little bit so that they can take in the healing of the environment. And this could also be through their senses. You know, the children are just one big sense organ. So the idea of movement and and, uh, feeling and sight, all of this has to be uh, taken into consideration. And so uh, Beatrice developed the Essence of Learning and the United Nations selected it as, you know, one of uh, the key programs in trauma-informed education, worthy of support. And uh, they help to teach Beatrice how to uh, develop it so that it's scalable. And one of the things that uh, we're working on now is we're going to be doing this training, the beginning of the training, it's going to be a two-part training, is to start to train teachers not only how to... Do essence of learning in their own classrooms, but then train these teachers to teach other teachers. So part of this is we want to help get this exponentially out there because there's such a dire need. Even before this latest episode, when we talk to change and we talk about displaced populations, there are crises areas all over the planet. And so there is a huge need for finding ways to educate children that somehow will help to protect them to some degree. And I'm going to come back again to the idea of protecting children's humanity. And this is at a time when part of the problems of the legacy of trauma is that there's this intergenerational transmission of trauma too. So there is a huge amount of work to try to buffer children so that they can grow in their own potential and have the sense of their own bodily safety and also be able to flourish. And Beatrice's work is, I believe, in the essence of learning, is a very important part of this. And hopefully the dream is to get this filmed, get this edited in Arabic, Hebrew, and English, and get this online so that teachers around the world will have this and access to be able to start implementing some of these. Some of it is very common sense. Some of it is brilliant and uh, easily transmissible. So there is a way of bringing this through. So hopefully we can bring this to the world in a really strong way and at the time when it's so needed.
0: It really is. And I'm just, I'm in awe of you holding this. And
1: uh, you watched it, Eric.
0: Watching your, where you hold your courage, you know, just knowing you and having our relationship of like seeing when like there can be a little bit of a, a fear response. that could be like, Oh no, a tick, you know, but then it's like, (laughs) and I'm going to go to Israel in the middle (laughs) of, you know, like it's incredible how strong your courage and your calling is. And, you know, just watching you pursue this calling, this purpose, it's something that's come through you in so many different ways. It's really beautiful and powerful. And, um, it sounds like such incredible work. I give my, full support of this being a huge success it really is so needed you know
1: and i have to say i you know love your children so much my little grandchildren yeah. and uh, i feel so blessed that they are safe and they are loved and if there's anything i i would wish it's that all children could it could be receiving what my own grandchildren receive and this is my way to try to do some of that in a world where. There is such a huge need for this for the children.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We are mythic life, free thinkers, deep feelers, courageous trailblazers. We own our myth with our vibes, how we think, feel, and act. We believe that love is a given, not something earned, that spiritual is sexy, kindness is cool, and earth is sacred, that everybody has superpowers and life is too boring without magic. We walk our talk, and when life gets real, we heal we choose our path and we make it epic and this really is such an epic journey all of these different stages that regeneration has gone through what it has supported what it's created how you've held it together you know there's been moments where it's like ah oh, how do we keep this going and then all of a sudden there's this new life force and support that comes through and and a new new layer so It's something that's so beautiful and powerful. And um, for everybody listening to this episode, to learn more about regeneration, you can visit regenerationeducation.org. There is going to be a link in the description of this episode, and there's a place there to donate, to give support, to keep this education and healing out there.
1: Right now we need the financial help to uh, see the training through and get everything online. So uh, our goal is to raise a hundred thousand and we've raised 35,000 so far. So right now is a great time to get some help for that.
0: Absolutely. And I, I just really want to thank you Shafa for coming on and, and sharing this work and, you know, seeing it through it's so beautiful. And I love how through your dreams and through your intuition how you've discovered this and continue to muster up that strength and courage to keep it moving and uh thank you so much
1: thank you so much for letting me share this work with all of your listeners and viewers i really appreciate the help thank you eric
0: and for everybody out there if you want to learn more about mythic life you can check us out at mythiclife.com we have a lot of places where we want to hold this for you all we have healing circles that are free, where we're going to just hold this place of healing, you know, the power of prayer is powerful. It really is. And, you know, sending that prayer and light to places that really need to be held, you know, as what I've really heard from you today, Shefa is holding a place for what feels unsafe to be shattered, to let it kind of like be held. And that's what prayer can do as well. You know, so Check out regenerationeducation.org, donate what you can and hold a prayer for peace. And uh, thank you so much for joining today.